Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time to turn your garden into a smart garden on News Radio 830 WCCO. Smart Gardens, an hour of expert advice and answers to all of your lawn and gardening questions. You can call 989-9226 or text us at 81807. Now, here's Denny Law with this week's Smart Garden. And very lucky to have Master Gardener Teresa Rooney back in studio helping you out. Good morning, Teresa. Good morning. I slogged through the snow and the snow piles that I got here. You did. I did. We appreciate that because it is kind of all of that. It is kind of all of that. And it's yeah. been that way for a while, and it, it looks like it will be And for it's a not going to change. But you know what? We're not going to stop talking lawns and gardens. No. No, there's so much we can be doing now um, for our lawns and like our gardens. What? Well, preparing. First of all, well, you can be preparing, but um, you could go out to the Arboretum and just enjoy some gardens of the world. Ah, yes. It's absolutely beautiful out there, all the different flowers. Um, you could go over to the Convention Center. And the Home and Garden Show, Minneapolis. Was there yesterday? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good things that there. That means maybe spring not far behind. Spring not far behind. Master Gardeners there on Northern oh, they're Gardener Stage. Really? Yep, there's Master Gardeners there waiting to answer your questions. Right. And the Northern Gardener Stage has a lot of great um, speakers. And I'll be one this afternoon. Oh, good. And um, and then there's also uh, farmer's markets going on still. So there's a winter's market at Bachman's today. So Lots to do. There's yet. a lot to do. And then, you know, look outside. Because right now, um, most of your perennials that you left standing up for winter interest, if you're lazy like me, are now covered with snow. So you can really see the bones of your garden. You can really see, you know, maybe where you need something of interest, Mm. maybe this tree that might need some pruning, um, where maybe you want to put a tree in or you want to put some kind of hedge in to give you a little privacy. Now's the time to be checking out your yard because you can really see what's out there without the distraction of pretty colors and birds and green, things like that. And, you know, given the different seasons, uh, Teresa, you brought up uh, the the Arboretum, which Mm -hmm. you can get a lot of different ideas throughout the year. You can of what you want to do in you your can you can and and you can go out there and right now you can even like ski the trails um so you can and, and I think they have a dog day one time and they'll be doing maple surping eventually so there's a lot of stuff going on you can get your exercise but you could see those trees what they look like in yeah. winter when they're holding the snow or or what that bush looks like when it's holding snow in the winter time or how it fares or go out there in the summertime and see how those hydrangeas are competing against one another and the Arboretum, it's a gem. It's a gem. It really is. Mm-hmm. Great resource. Yep. By the way, our friends at By the Yard Outdoor Furniture, ByTheYard.net, sponsor the show every week, and we appreciate that, and we appreciate that furniture And they as just well. laugh at the snow they because do. it doesn't hurt I have a picture out to show you that I had taken of my uh, deck Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, with with all the snow on it. You can't see the furniture, but you, you can see the mound. See you can yeah. see those little mounds out <laughs> exactly. there. And you don't have to worry about covering it or anything. And you said the Home and Garden Show, you can see our friends by the air there too, can, as a matter yes. of fact. I'll tell you what, if you do have any kind of a lawn or garden question, this is the lady you want to talk with, 651-989-9226. You can call in your lawn or garden question 
or send Teresa your text, 81807, 81807. Do you read the Teresa uh, seed catalogs? Do you check those out too? I sometimes do, and this that's a really good thing for gardeners to be doing now. Get those seed catalogs and start dreaming and start you know putting your Post-its in. Can you start anything list. this early in February or not? Uh, you, can, you can start things if you're going to do winter sowing outside. But there's nothing really you should be starting inside unless you're doing something like impatience or something like that that take, you know, 12 weeks or whatever it is to germinate. They're ridiculous. Um, Some of those things take a really long time to germinate, but it's way too soon for your vegetables and things like that. That's way too soon for your tomatoes. So don't even think about those guys till March. As you know, Teresa, we get, and you probably will today too, a lot of uh, trimming uh, questions. Mm -hmm. Trees, shrubs, uh, things like that. In Mm -hmm. fact, one... (laughs) One just came in. Excellent. Uh, could I trim my yew now? It is encroaching to the close to the sidewalk. You know, uh, you could do a little pruning on it right now. It's not the best time of the year for the evergreens, but you could do a little just to kind of keep it back so it doesn't get caught in the snowblower and doesn't trip passerbys. Um, but but it's a really good time because you can really see the shape of your trees. You can see those crossing branches. And you may not uh, you may not realize it, but when you get out there, you'll actually be able to see which is the live wood and the dead wood. And if you can't figure it out, you can do a little bit of scraping on the on the bark, and you can see the green underneath, and that's live wood. But you can also get rid of all that dead stuff out of your trees and shrubs, and just make them nice and beautiful and healthy, and cut back some of those crossing branches and and those low branches that you marked earlier in the year. Good time to get those out. Now the snow is you know helping you. You're another. 12 feet up in the air from all the yes. snow we've gotten. So you could probably reach the top of that 20 foot tree. It helps tree the by rabbits now. too. <laughs> it helps the rabbits too. Yeah. That's an excellent point. Check those fences that you put out for your rabbits and your um, to prevent your rabbits because you may have to add an upper layer. Build to it those. up a little higher. You might have to. Mm-hmm. If you point. want to call in your question for Teresa, Master Gardener Teresa Rooney, do so. We have a line open 651 989 Now don't wait till the last don't wait till few the last minutes few because minutes. we always tend to get yeah. uh, kind of crowded here. Yeah. And uh, we want you to be able to get your questions answered. So call it in now, 651-989-9226. Or again, uh, send Teresa your text, 81807. One thing we did here, I think, when Julie was here last time, about all the snow mm-hmm. on evergreens, things like people are right. saying, can I get knock that off? And that that's kind of a, don't, don't, don't do that, you're saying. Right, because the evergreens are kind of, they're not as flexible as they used to be because they're a little bit frozen. They're not really frozen, but they're just a little stiffer. You can do a lot of damage. So you can gently brush them off if you want, but you know, we're going to get 40 mile hour winds tomorrow. That's true. Don't worry. Don't worry. Mother nature will take care of all of that. That should take care you. of it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So you right. don't have to worry about that. And if we do miss any of your questions, um, please go to extension.umn.edu and click on the garden tab and you can get right in there. They've redesigned the whole website and you can find a lot of They put a lot of work into that They put a lot of work yeah. and it's still a work in progress. They're still doing some things. but mm-hmm. you know, I'm glad you mentioned that. We'll do that. Have you mentioned that throughout yep. the rest of the hour for sure. Uh, 651-989-9226. I'll tell you what, let's go to the phones. Folks are calling in uh, like Debbie in uh, Brooklyn Park, I believe. Debbie, you're on with Teresa. Hi, Debbie. Yes, I got a beautiful amaryllis at Christmas time okay. as a guest, and it went through the cycle, you know, the, the mm-hmm. flowers bloomed, and now I have just leaves, mm-hmm. and they are over two feet long. Yes, they're, they're really <laughs> long, aren't they? Really long and, and strappy. It, it doesn't, <laughs> they don't want to stand up straight. No, no, they don't. It just kind of just wants to flop. 
And so at this point, should I just cut those off and then what do I do? Well, you know, what you want to do, it's just like your tulip bulbs in the spring. You want to leave those leaves up and photosynthesizing as long as possible because they are bringing nutrients and food into that bulb for next year's flower. So the longer you can let those leaves photosynthesize and get energy into that bulb, the better chance you will have of a nice flower the next season. So if possible, just keep it growing. Give it as much sun as possible. And if it's still up and growing when spring comes, you know, you can set it outside in, a, in an in, inconspicuous place in your garden. Um, uh, I would probably keep it still in the pot. Some people have found there's a lot of little critters that like to eat um, amaryllis bulbs. So I probably wouldn't plant it in the ground. But keep it in the pot. It'll really get a lot of sunshine all summer long. And then you can bring it in the fall and it can go dormant and then you can bring it out of dormancy and have back fantastic flowers so just leave it just leave it go yep and it likes to be crowded so don't think it needs to be transplanted it loves to be crowded so okay so i don't need to take the bulb out of the dirt nope nope you can just leave it in there even when it goes dormant you can just leave the bulb in the dirt in the soil Okay, because I, I have propped it up. and you yep, know. That's okay. Yeah, you can prop it up, or you could just let the leaves flop over wherever. So whatever works for you, as long as they can still photosynthesize, that's good. Okay, thank you. Good right, luck, Debbie. Debbie. Thank mm-hmm. you. 651-989-9226. Uh, text is 81807. I was looking to see. Now, let's wait for a break. Madonna's calling from Ham Lake with a question. Madonna, you're on CCO Hi, with Madonna. Teresa. Hi. Yes, good morning. Um, you are not the first person I've questioned this. Okay. <laughs> Pose this question to. But we live in Ham Lake. Mm-hmm. We have very sandy soil. Yes. Um, and we've got a sprinkler system. And my husband amended the soil when he planted seven um, prairie petite lilacs that we purchased from Bachman's. Mm-hmm. Here in the city um, in 2015 or 16, mm-hmm. and those little buggers have yet to bloom. And actually, there were eight, mm-hmm. um, and one of them have died. Okay. So they've been fertilized. They've been watered. Okay. Um, they're surrounding a gazebo area mm-hmm. that gets and, all, you know, all sorts of sun yep. at various times of the and day. And they're not doing so. their job. No, no, they're they're slackers. Okay, so you planted them in 2016, I think you said? Um, Sure. Okay, that's, you know, um, they're kind of young. They're still maybe a little immature. Make sure that you're not pruning them because they they would set flowers soon after the spring pruning. They probably could use a little more compost around in the soil because you have such a sandy soil. Even with the fertilizer, it's going to wash away. And I would use an extended fertilizer like the granular stuff that you can sprinkle around. And I'd start that once a month as soon as they come out of dormancy. And just understand that sometimes plants, what they're doing is they're putting out roots. That's the most important part of the plant no matter what we think. That's the most important part of the plant. Because once they get their roots established, then they can then um, put more energy into flowering and leaves. But if the leaves are looking healthy... And um, and they're getting full sun, like you said. They will eventually flower for you. Just don't prune them, and you know not to do that. Um, I would go, go maybe top dress with some compost and then do the fertilizer once a month um, last time in August. And just, okay. just give them a year or two. I know it seems like a long time, but it could just be that they just take a little longer to come into be, becoming an adult. 
They're still okay. just babies. So think of them as okay. just babies. They're a little immature and, um, mm-hmm. and, and just work them with that way. And then, you know, in, in two or three years, if they're still not doing what you, what you want, then you say, this is your last chance. And if you don't <laughs> do it, they're out of there and you replace them with something else because, you know, you, you need a plant that's going to fit what you want to do. Right. Okay. Well, thank you. Good luck, Madonna. Thanks very much for the call, Madonna. 651-989-9226. Call in your uh, question, your lawn and garden question for Master Gardener Teresa Rooney, or uh, send a text, 81807. Teresa, we'll take a quick break. Okay. We have some text we'll uh, catch up on. And good morning. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show. Danny Law here with the Master Gardener Teresa Rooney, answering your questions either by phone or by text. And we do have a line open if you want to fill it to chat with Teresa, 651-989-9226. Or if it's easier, send a text. And Teresa, as usual, we have some of those too, 81807 for your text uh, text messages. All right, 28 is the temp. Let's see who's uh, next up on the phone. Patty is calling from uh, South St. Paul, I believe. Patty, you're on CCO. Good morning. Hi, Patty. Good, good morning. We have something strange happening at our house. Um, our house is south-facing. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> and uh, so, and we have a cement driveway. So when we shovel, typically the snow melts. So we have bare pavement. So got home yesterday, and looking uh, between the slabs, the crevices between the slabs, all sorts of stuff had been dug up along that crevice in front of the house, for the garage, and down into the driveway. And uh, we can't figure out what that would have been. It could have been squirrels. Because uh, the the ground would have thawed just a little bit, and there could be little seeds and stuff in there. Um, if it was really dug up, it could have been squirrels. Um, especially if it happened during the daytime. If it was at night, I don't know. Maybe somebody else, something else, might have done it. But if it's daytime, probably squirrels. Um, if it just looks a little um, a little disturbed, it could have been birds looking for um, water or seeds. But I'm guessing probably squirrels. Patty, what does it look like? Does it look like mounds of dirt or pushed up, or what does it look like? It's uh, it's a combination of leaves and, and dirt, and we have a, we've had issues with ants in there, mm-hmm. so we wondered maybe if some critter was looking for ants, but I think maybe your squirrel idea it, probably made more sense. We had an opossum last fall. Uh-huh. We wondered if maybe an opossum was in there digging around. It, it, could be, it, it could be if it happened overnight, but then the ground might have froze a little bit, but it could be. Um, if it happens during the daytime, then it's probably a squirrel. Um, at night, it could be a possum or raccoon. Sometimes they come out of whatever hibernation or whatever they're supposed to be doing. Um, I know I've seen possums in the middle of winter. And, and so it could be squirrels because there's, it's really hard for them to find soil anywhere now to find food anywhere. But it's amazing. Thanks, Patty. Yeah, thanks, Patty. Uh, that we, uh, on the Jim Gilbert Show last Sunday, mm-hmm. we were talking about how those squirrels can find through deep snow. Oh, yeah. They can smell those acorns and yep. get down and get them. Yeah, but that's a lot of digging. It, can you it imagine is. going through all that snow? Just, but in this case, they didn't yeah. have to if it's a squirrel. It's right there, <laughs> and there could be something good, even if that's they're true. little little ants or something. The squirrels might eat them. I don't know. But What about voles? Would they do something like they that? They might, but they're, they could be. But if it's a lot of digging, I would think it's probably think more, more squirrely. more strength of a squirrel. Yeah, when I, I, suppose, see, yeah. When I hear digging, I think squirrel. All right. Yeah. Set up one of those trail cameras and see, yeah. uh, see who, what the critter that was. <laughs> Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. If you want to phone in your lawn or garden question, by the way, we do have another half hour of the show to go. So, but don't wait. 
As you know, Teresa, sometimes yeah. folks Because i got places to go and people yeah. to see, and <laughs> I can't sit here all day. <laughs> now, tell us again where you're going to be now, right after um, the show. Yep. So later this morning, I'll be over at the Farmer's Market, the Bachman's Winters Farmer's Market, um, answering gardening questions, and then later at the convention, giving a talk on lazy gardening. So you got a busy day, busy, a busy schedule day. today. Yep. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, we'll take a little bit of a break. You'll have okay. more of that CCO coffee if you like. I'm going to. And then uh, we have another, as I said, another half hour of the show to go. And welcome back to our Smart Garden Show brought to us by By the Art Outdoor Furniture. In studio with us, uh, Master Gardener Teresa Rooney, who as soon as, she, <laughs> as, soon as you're done here, you're on the go I'm right on away. Go. So, yeah. but, but call in your lawn and garden question, please, or send, uh, send uh, Teresa your text, 81807. We have a bunch of both. So Excellent. are you ready? Let's go. All right. Uh, let's see who's been calling. David is calling from uh, Kindred, North Dakota. Uh, David, welcome to CCO. How can we help you? Hi, David. Hi, Teresa. Um, I, I am calling. I have had a perennial problem with the deer in our area. We live on an old farmstead, and I have planted over 100 trees since we moved on to this. Mm-hmm. The, the, and some of them have grown quite large. I've, I've suffered great losses, too, at deer, and I learned to fence them. Yes. But now, with all the snow, the only way I could stop the deer from eating my arborvitaes, my ponderosas, my white mm-hmm. pines, was with fencing. Mm-hmm. And so I put up the fence every fall and take it down every spring. Sure. But with all the snow, the deer haven't managed to access a of number. Of course they could have. <laughs> is, is there any magic way to keep the deer from eating my... My trees. Um, you can try um, some of the repellents that are um, quite um, smelly. You could try some of those like Hinder or Deer Away or something like that. That's a lot of spraying, though, and you probably don't want to do that. Um, if you can add extensions to your fences, that helps. And if you can think about how high a deer's little tail is, put up some, hang some white, um, you know, just ripped up T-shirt bits on the fences so when the wind blows that flips up like white and that's a deer signal that somebody's tail has flipped up and they're running um, so that may scare them away. I never um, heard that before. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's just, it's just you just want to kind of play into it. I mean, it won't always work, but yeah. it might catch them somewhat. But yeah, if you can increase those fences, um, you can also try some shiny stuff. Um, hanging some shiny stuff kind of works occasionally. But the deer, you know, I mean, they're hungry. They're going to go for what where they want. You may just have to just, I don't know, maybe even throw some corn somewhere where they where they can go. And I know you don't want to encourage them, but maybe direct them somewhere else. That could be a possibility too, well, but it, it is tough. Damage. They can do a lot of damage to trees, and trees don't often recover that well from the damage the deer do. So, I wish you good luck on that one. Yeah, thanks, that's David. Hard, yeah. Thanks for the call. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Donna is calling in from Burnsville, I believe. Donna, you're on with Teresa. Hi, Donna. Hi, Teresa. I was given a lily for Valentine's Day, and there are three different plants in one pot. Two of them are drastically dropping their leaves, and they are yellow, not dry, so I'm thinking it was overwatered before mm-hmm. I got it. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering what to do with it after the last blossom. Um, I'm an apartment dweller, so I'm wondering, um, do I need to give it to somebody to plant it? What do I do? Do you know what kind of lily it was? It is not Asiatic. It's, okay. So so it might not be a hardy lily. So what you probably want to do is maybe treat it as a houseplant um, if possible. What I would do is I would take them out of that pot 
and look at the roots. Um, if they're all mushy for the ones that are dying, I would toss those. They've probably got root rot. Otherwise, um, take the roots apart, um, uh, take off all the mushy stuff, and then give them a fresh pot. Make sure that the pot has uh, fresh soil in it. And you can use the same pot as long as it has drainage. And go ahead and plant them at the same depth. Um, give them as much sunlight as possible. And if you have a balcony, they can go out there in the summertime. Um, if you know what kind of lily it is, you can try. Maybe it will be okay in the garden. But I'm guessing it's more of a lily that's not going to be hardy here. So get to treat it as a house plant, Or you can just say, that was a beautiful plant, and now it can go to the compost bin. It's whatever you feel best about. Uh-huh. All Good right, luck. Donna. Thank you. Uh, let's grab some text messages, Teresa. Uh, here's one. Is it too late to trim apple trees? Nope. Perfect time for apple trees. Uh-huh. All right. Another one says, any ideas for plants and flowers along the garage that get sun from 2 p.m. on? The area is about three feet wide and is a walkway to the house. Uh, and deer or rabbit resistance. Sure. I would um, go to the Internet. There's a wonderful book called The Best Plants for 30 Tough Sites. There's some deer-resistant plants on that. But think of things that are fragrant, like um, herbs would be really nice there. Uh, you could also do some uh, Russian sage would be really nice, and the deers, the deer and rabbits don't do those as much. Ornamental grasses would be fantastic. So a combination of ornamental grasses, some Russian sage, um, you said it's full sun, um, maybe uh, one of the goldenrods or asters for some fall color, and then um, next fall plant a whole bunch of um, daffodil bulbs in there. All of those plants are pretty resistant to deer and bunnies, and you should have an absolutely beautiful um, three and four, actually a four-season garden if you use the right ornamental grasses. Hmm, Very good. Very pretty. Some good suggestions. Sue, I believe, is calling in from Egan uh, this morning. Sue, you're on CCO with Teresa. Hi, Sue. Hi, Teresa. I have a question for you. You get to cabin fever and think about gardens. Yes. And I have a small garden outside, and I'm thinking of planting some seeds. Mm-hmm. Can you recommend good ones to plant that are going to do well if you if you do them inside the house and when to okay. start? What them? kind of plants are you looking to plant? Are you looking for annual flowers? Are you looking to put in a prairie? Are you looking for perennials? I'm looking for things to eat. Oh, okay. All right. Well, it's way too early to plant anything inside the house right now. I know. However, you could do something called winter sowing, where you can plant these things in in milk jugs right now, and you put them outside, and they'll come up when they're ready. And that would be things like your kale, your um, uh, cabbages, uh, not not your root crops, like your um, carrots or anything. But you could do beets if you want to grow beets just for the... um, for the leaves. So any any of those plants would work really well and, and Google winter sowing and you could do a lot of planting right now and all those plants will then be ready when your garden's ready and you just plant them out. They're already hardened off and everything and you get to play in the dirt a little bit right now but you don't have to worry about taking care of them. You don't have to worry about damping off, nothing like that. And that's kind of a good thing to do when it's still it's, February. It's wonderful to do it. You know, gardeners, we get this little... We're addicted to soil, so we get this desire. We have to smell the soil and put our hands in the soil, and that really helps us get get our little fix until we can get outside. I have some ideas for you, Sue. Thanks for the call. Sue leaves a number open, 651-989-9226. Let's grab some text messages. That number, by the way, is 81807. Here's one. I have an area where bushes have not grown. However, 
A neighbor cut down a nearby black walnut tree a couple of years ago. I have attributed the dying of the bushes to that tree. How long should I wait to try bushes? Again, it's a shady area. It's a shady area. Okay. So what I would do is I would again go to the book, The Best Plants for 30 Tough Sites, and look under trees that are resistant to black walnuts or good for black walnuts. Um, They're resistant to the the chemical juglone, which is probably what you're running into right there. Now, I think viburnums might work in that area for you if it's a shady area. You're not going to be able to use the service berries, nothing like that. Um, That juglone stays in the soil for a really long time because those tree roots are still in the soil. There's probably leaves that are in the soil. And it takes quite a few years for that to wash out of the system. Um, so, so that what I would do, or you could just dig up most of the soil and replace it with fresh soil if you want. Otherwise, um, try some of those plants that are resistant to the juglone. And I believe you could get some, maybe viburnums would work in there for you. Um, but that could be some good ideas. Okay. Here's another text. He said, does my Norfolk pine tree need to dry out between waterings or kept wet? It's looking wilted. I've had it for several years. It has filtered sunlight. Okay. Um, It wants to stay a little bit moist. You don't want it to dry out totally. You don't want it to sit in soggy soil. Um, It could just be that maybe it needs a little um, little food if it's or a little fertilizer. It's been in the same pot for a number of years. Maybe lift it out of the pot. Do a little root pruning. Put in some fresh soil. um, Wait two or three months before you fertilize at that time. But that would keep it in the same pot. Uh, but you've had it for a few years, so you know how to take care of it. Just see what has changed since since then. Why is it looking wilty? Has a tree grown over, so it's getting even less sun now? Um, is it? Have you changed your heating system, where it's getting sitting in a in a draft, or it's sitting by a cold window, or it's no longer sitting in a draft, or no longer sitting in a cold window? So figure out what has changed, why it's acting this way now, and again, make sure that it isn't sitting in water. Okay. Let's go back to the phones, and then we'll grab some more text messages. Jody's calling in from Richfield, I believe. Jody, good morning. Hi, Jody. Good morning. I have a question about um, my sad peace lily. Okay. Um, I um, I have had the peace lily for seven years. It was given to us uh, when my father-in-law died, and mm-hmm. it has been doing just great. And um, we had a situation in our house where... Um, the fire department actually had to come and take care of a CO2 leak. Oh, my. And, and so they, um, or uh, carbon monoxide. Yes. Mm-hmm. Everybody's and, okay? Yeah, everybody's okay, okay except okay. for the peace lily. Yeah, okay. Um, and they had to air out the house, and it was one of those... Um, Bitterly cold days. Really, really awful days, um, mm-hmm. 20 below zero. And so it automatically, you know, immediately just like the leaves just went the sure. next day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I cut it way back. Good. And I watered it and fertilized it. And I am wondering if there's any hope for it. Right now it's just like sticks that are sticking out of the soil. Yep, it'll come back. Um, just just make sure you're not overwatering it because it's not photosynthesizing, so it's not going to be used as much water, So it's, and it's not transpiring from its leaves. So make sure it doesn't get too soaky wet. So you want it to just be a little damp. Um, and don't fertilize it anymore. Wait till you start to see some active growth on it. 
um, and and just keep it just keep it out of the drafts now. Give it as much light as you can. But you'll be surprised. And now, if you're really worried, you can pull up the root ball and see if the root's all mushy. Then it's past the point of no return. But if those roots still look good, it will send up new growth. It just takes a little while. The poor things had a big shock. Um, so so just just treat it gently, and it should be okay. Good luck to you, and I'm glad you're all okay. Yeah, that's indeed. scary. It is scary. That's Thanks, scary. Jody. Mm-hmm. I know we have to break here. How about a quick uh, question and answer? Is it too late to trim tree branches? What trees? Doesn't say. <laughs> Good question. Um, it depends, right? It depends. Most trees are okay to trim now. Okay. Not not evergreens, but most other trees. We have more show to come. Don't go away. More smart garden straight ahead here on News Talk eight three O W C C O. Donna in Waconia is uh, waiting to ask Teresa a question. Let's get Donna on the horn. Thanks, Donna. What, Hi, Donna. What's your question? Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah. I grow. I'm a grower. And I have and I have greenhouses. Thank you. So I have a real hard time keeping cabbage short and wonderful after it comes up a wise. It it stretches. I'm wondering if it's too hot, if I overwater. Um it, it could be too it could be too warm for it and it could just be maybe it needs a little brighter light than it's getting. Oh, I never thought of yeah, that. Yeah, cuz that's normally why plants are stretching. Um, so, so that would be that would be my guess that it's stretching to get some light. So maybe move it to an area that maybe gets a little more sun in the greenhouse. Okay, if, you know, a little more intense sun that might help you on that one. Good, yeah, because it's uh, kind of disappointing, but it works once you get it out in the field. But yeah. <laughs> it really is. Uh, it's frustrating, and I thought, oh, I'm going to find out, but and, I'll try that. And it could be maybe too that it's just maybe you're planting it uh, maybe a week or two too early, so it's stretching a little much. Maybe you know, maybe you could even. I don't know if that would help or not. Okay. Okay. Good luck. Very good. Thank you. 651-989-9226. Have a few minutes to go yet in the show, our Smart Garden Show. Sue is calling from Rosemont, I believe. Sue, you're on CCO with Teresa. Hi, Sue. Hi. Um, I have an oak tree that's very tall. We want to trim it. I want to know the latest date we can trim it and how much we can take off. Okay. And I actually have one other question. Okay. We have a mugu pine bushes mm-hmm. um, and some worms yes. form on it every yes. year. I want to know what I should do about that and what, what are the worms and what do they do? Gotcha. Okay. So for the oak tree, um, you never want to take off more than a quarter of a tree at a time. So think of the whole bunch of foliage and that would be a pretty pretty impressive um, pruning. Um, anything that's dead, take it off. You can prune your oak trees until you think there might be insects wandering about. So usually they say like in March or April um, there could be insects. So so you're coming into the time where you kind of got to get it done pretty fast. With all this snow cover, you're okay, and I would do that. And and the mugo pine, those are the little um, – Oh, I just forgot the name of them. Oh, rats. Yes, they, they are those wonderful little, little, um, oh, no, I just She's forgot thinking. the name of it. <laughs> oh, you can feel the brain cells just dying. Yes, those are the little insects. And they. Um, what happens is the female hatches and she lays her eggs in the brand new needles for like this year, the new needles that come out. Next year, those eggs hatch, and those little um, little insects, those little caterpillar worm things, they come out and they start eating the needles that they were planted on. They don't eat the new needles; they were they were they eat last year's new needles. So those are an every season activity. So what you want to do is 
be be proactive as soon go out there like two weeks before you think you're going to see them and check the minute you start seeing them just take your hose and spray them off with a harsh stream of water they'll fall down they can't climb back up again mm. and um and they're, they're too stupid to climb back up again they can't do it if you wait until they're really big like an inch or so longer they can fall down, but they're still big enough to pupate and and proceed with the next year's generation. So let's try to get out there early. You don't have to spray them with anything else. Just water works. If you really want to be um, vicious, you can use um, so you know uh, soap, um, insecticidal soap. But um, and I'm sure I'll remember on the way home what those yeah. little things were. Or because, three tomorrow morning. Oh yeah, I'm so sorry. But yeah, they they are everywhere, and and they love the mugo pines, and yeah. So pay attention to those. And I'm sorry, I can't remember the name. Uh, of you'll them. think. Go to it. the extension.umn.edu and click on mugo pine pest, and it'll be right there. All right. Yeah. Very good. And it's just at the tip of my tongue, but the file cabinet won't open. All right. Sorry about that. Thanks, Sue. Here's a text. We would like to plant some hydrangeas at our lake place about an hour north of the Twin Cities. Will the flowers all be eaten by deer and squirrels? Probably not. I don't think the deer normally go for most of the um, hydrangeas. What I would do, though, is head out to the Arboretum. They are actually running trials um, on the hydrangeas, and you can really see what those hydrangeas look like. I don't know that they do a lot of those uh, protection of deer from deer on the hydrangeas. I know they protect other things from the deer, but you could maybe ask the growers or something there if they've protected them from deer. Also look at the book, um, 30 Best Plants for Tough Sites, or Best Plants for 30 Tough Sites, and see if hydrangeas are resistant to deer. Another question. The deer the deer are eating my hydrangea bushes oh. off. Will, will <laughs> okay. the bushes survive? What does Teresa know? What does no. Teresa what know is, anyway? Will the bushes survive? Will those hydrangeas um, survive? They probably will. Um, you know, deer will eat anything if they're hungry enough. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you were outside right now, you would be eating things that you probably wouldn't want to eat anyway. So they will survive. The roots will be fine. This is just an idea that next year then you'll know you have to protect those bushes from deer. And they'll be a lot shorter, but they're pruning them for you, so consider it that way. Um, And then just clean up maybe as the bushes start to come out of dormancy. Um, Deer don't don't make nice cuts, so clean up all the cuts and make them nice and neat, and then your hydrangea should come back from the roots. It should be not not a problem. You may not see flowers depending upon hydrangea you have. If they bloom on old wood, you're not going to see flowers, but... You'll get your hydrangea back. There's another text that says, we maintain a heated bird bath, and when we empty the used water, are we harming the Coreopsis below? We want to continue to maintain it. Mm-hmm. We're still getting bluebirds who come to drink. Oh, congratulations, and thank you for giving our water, our water, our birds water. You're probably not harming the Coreopsis if you have well-draining soil. That's not a plant that gets a lot of root rot, so I wouldn't worry too much about that because the ground's frozen now. Um, if you have a really heavy clay soil, then I'd probably try to move the water around a little bit and maybe not always just dump it on the Coreopsis. All right. I'm trying to grab as many text messages before you take your leave today. Uh, here's another one. My mandevilla is dropping all its leaves but still sending new shoots. Should I cut it back? You could if you really want to. Um, it'll probably just leaf out on those on those other vines. It may have gotten in a draft at May have, with all the snow, there's a lot less sunshine out there, so it's probably needing a little more light too. Um, but yeah, you can cut it back if you want to. Um, and, and I probably, you know, if it's actively growing, you can fertilize anything that's not actively growing. Don't fertilize it. All right. Here's here's a comment about. Remember, you were talking about feeding a possibility yes. corn to a deer. Mm-hmm. It says here, 
Never feed corn to a deer. The enzymes required ah. to digest corn are not present or diminished when deer switch to browse mode in the winter. Oh, I well, never thank heard that you. before. Okay, I did not know about the deer's internal stomach system. Okay. Are there different uh, quality-wise, and I know we have about a minute to go, uh, as far as seeds quality, are there different brands that are better than others, you um, think? You know, the name brands are good. Um, buy from a reputable seed catalog or a reputable garden center. They'll have good products for you. They'll have taken care of the seeds properly, which is the more important part. Uh, let's do this again. Let's uh, mention the Arboretum, what a great resource that is Fantastic. for a lot of reasons. For a lot of reasons, yep. You can go out and get your green fix now. And also go to extension.umn.edu for any of your questions because I still can't remember the Mugo <laughs> Name pines. of those critters. <laughs> now, tell us your schedule today now. Um, so the Bachman's Winter Farmer's Market is happening now. That's the Lindale location. Lindale right? location out in the Poly House. And then there's lots of great speakers and master gardeners out at the um, – Convention Center, the Home and Garden Show. So I find a master gardener, ask them questions, and there's a lot of speakers brought into the Northern Gardener stage. And that's at the Convention at the Center Convention downtown Center, here. Downtown. That's going to be this weekend and next. And next weekend. Yep, I'll yeah. be there out there next weekend, So too. either at the Arboretum or at the Convention Center, you can locate the you, Master Gardener you can find somewhere. Master, and even at the Farmer's Market, you can and find Master Gardeners. That's true, too, yeah. We're, Chris, like, everywhere. Thank you very much. Thank you. And I'm sure you remember that critter's name, and you can report back next time. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Teresa. Thanks. Master Bye-bye. Gardener Teresa Rooney here on Caesar. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.